What does it take to design a new hospitality concept from scratch? Today we're learning from Bashar Wali, one of the most recognized names in hospitality because he's done it all. As a leading operator, investor, and hotel branding expert that 180,000 people follow on LinkedIn alone. In this episode, you'll learn where he starts, who he's thinking about, the role of real estate, and much more. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. I want to talk about this process of creating a new brand and how do you think about approaching this and maybe to be more specific with this, who is in mind or like, how do you kind of lead that process so that it's not the journalist in mind? Is it someone else? Really, really good question. Number one, when I work with designers, I literally say, if you win an award for doing this job, I will never hire you again. <laughs> because if you don't say that, this is what happens. It's human nature. Designers have one goal in mind. And that is the magazine cover and the award, right? Not necessarily you or your target audience. And in the you example, in the me example, if I make it about me, I have failed miserably. In fact, I often argue with owners that you are absolutely the wrong customer for this. In fact, if you come to stay here and like it, I failed miserably. So the really hard thing to do that goes against our grain and against our egos, because we all have big egos, especially in this industry, is who is ideally my target customer? Broad range, right? I can't be everything to everyone, nor accommodate a group that has 10,000 people across the planet. Like it's gotta be broad enough. Who are they and what do they want? What's important to them? So I think the way I'm thinking about this is end user first, second and third. Me on the list is probably number seven. So fundamentally take your ego out of the mix, really figure out who your target audience is, and ask them what they want. Because we often as an industry think we know what you want and we want to jam it down your throat when in fact it's nothing that matters to you and that's not what you want. How do you decide who that person is though? Because there's so many people out there, so many different types of travelers. What's your starting point? I think you have to think about the most common denominator. Like I said, you can't be so singular minded in thinking about who your target audience is. So you have to establish sort of the baseline of whether it's socioeconomic, whatever the criteria may be. You know, hotels have done this forever now. If this hotel was a magazine, what magazine would it be? If this hotel was a car, what car would it be? Which then helps you distill down the concept of who is my target audience and what do they want? And the target audience, because you're a hotel, obviously your rate dictates the socioeconomic, right? Because if you're charging $4,000 a night back to Amman, New York, no matter what, someone who makes 100 grand a year is not going to be able to stay there. Maybe they'll do it once on a very special occasion. So if that's your audience at that level and that can afford to stay again and again at four grand a night, who are they? What's important to them? And funny, when you get to that level of luxury, it's almost harder, right? Because it's harder to impress. And I think we, again, try to overdo it rather than really think about what are their needs. And again, like the Beverly Hills Peninsula, flexibility, the answer is always yes. They'll pay you for it, whatever it is. Don't do a picnic in the Hamptons package for them. If they tell you they want a picnic in the Hamptons, the answer is yes. You should know how to pull that off. So focusing on the audience, not easy, to make it broad enough that you have broad appeal that you can fill the rooms, but narrow enough to actually stand for something, I think is really key. But again, not an easy process and focusing on who that target audience is across different socioeconomics, backgrounds, education, et cetera, and truly and truthfully listening to what they tell you they want to need. 
Now, there are basics that we fail miserably at. I'll give you another great example in New York, Equinox. They leaned into fitness. They said, our customers are going to be the fitness fanatics. And they did such a great job with it. They were very thoughtful and intentional. They designed it for that audience. Now, that audience is broad, again, in terms of age and wealth and socioeconomics and all that stuff. They had to be somewhere in the middle and their rate dictated what that is. So if it's $600 a night, well, yeah, sure, you'll get some of those people that may afford it once, but they're not our focus. Our focus are people who are going to be able to actually afford this repeatedly and regularly. What do they want and what do they need? And fitness was their thing and they own it. I feel that they have such a strong point of view. Authenticity, one of the most overused words today, to me means an unapologetic point of view. So at some point you have to say, I am going to do, I don't know, a nautical hotel. Like if that's your thing, own it, celebrate it, stand behind it. Don't dilute it so much to appease everybody because then you'll be nothing to anybody. I'm very interested in the sequencing of this because I've talked to some people who have a strong conviction around as an individual, this is what I care about. I care about makers or whatever the case is, or boats. And and so I'm going to like create out of that. For others, it's real estate. I'm curious for you, you own real estate. And I'm curious at what stage in this process does real estate or the physical building enter the brand development process? Is that what kicks everything off? Or are you thinking audience first and then real estate? Being thoughtful and intentional and really hitting that self-actualization transcendence button for people will then allow them to forgive your physical ailments, as it were. And I think, again, there's table stakes, right? You have to have comfortable, like it's got to be maneuverable. If it's a small room, it's got to be well thought out in terms of layout, et cetera. But I think at the end of the day, when I meet someone and I like them, I don't like them for their body or their outfit. I like them for their personality. So if you think of the brand as the personality, unless we're judging a book by its cover, which many do, but I think we're starting to become more in tune with this idea that don't judge a book by its cover. I think ultimately I will take the much less attractive building full of life and personality over the perfect building that is absolutely boring and just sort of soulless. So I think if you start with the audience first and what will make them happy, clearly the building dictates what space you're in. If you're selling, you know, a 180 square foot room with very little public space, well, that's a price conversation. So if you have a brand, back to Oman again, for the lack of, or Equinox, even better example. They have to be in a certain price range to deliver those facilities, which then comes with expectations of the building in terms of layouts and size of room, et cetera. But I think your audience has to come first because then the building, I've always said a hotel is just a building, right? It's brick and mortar, glass and steel. It doesn't matter because if you take the humans out of the building, what is a hotel? It's shelter, right? It's purely commodity. As long as it's safe and comfortable, I could care less about anything else. But we think of hotels as so much more. The commodity has to be good enough. But then what differentiates one over the other is the personality. So I say personality first. And again, back to the award with the designer. I will not hire you if you win an award because I don't want the award to be your North Star. Do good work and you will win an award. Similarly, in a real estate, if you infuse the right brand in the right building, I think the byproduct of you doing that makes the real estate so much more valuable and so much more successful. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. 
Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 